Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for August the 12th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. The United States of America is our guide. We're convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. What are the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips? And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Quickly, a quick recap of yesterday's broadcast. Jeff Bezos wants to turn shopping malls into Amazon warehouses. Maybe the best thing to do with the space since nobody can, you know, be in big old crowds anymore. There's a new poll out, too. They say the majority of Pennsylvania voters believe secret Trump voters are in their communities. Secret Trump voters, don't you know? We also talked about Donald Trump supporters. They're just surviving the cancel culture, folks. They're underground on purpose because they don't want to get beat up or killed, possibly, for wearing a Make America Great Again hat or not wearing a mask or whatever the choices they make are. James Murdoch and his wife give $1.23 million to the Biden campaign as it kicks off with a, ooh, we will see. We'll talk about that coming up. A couple of uh, unique changes, to say the least. Larry Klayman says Biden's being, quote, blackmailed. Literally, blackmail leaders say Biden will lose election if he doesn't choose a black woman as a VP. Now, we know who he chose already. He did choose a half black woman. We'll talk about it. Uh, nevertheless, is he going to half win now? Just asking those blackmail leaders. Uh, they're blackmailing him and they're blackmail leaders. It turns out that literally it was a threat. If you don't have a running mate that's black or approximation of black, then you're not going to win, they threatened. Is that election tampering when you do that stuff? Just wondering. Washington State teens honored for saving a female deputy's life. They did a great job on that score. We also talked about a nine-year-old boy saved. Father who fractured his neck in a diving accident. A couple of good news saving people's stories, pro-life stories. Uh, Pro-life well, let me say this. Police officer's good deed, they say, gets him suspended without pay trying to return a wallet. Puts him in hot water. But I, you know what? Uh, it's the details in the story that makes me believe the headline's a little bit dishonest going on there. Weird stuff. Senator Tom Cotton, Google suppression of political news that's negative about Democrats is election interference. That's right. If you have a suppression of negative news about Democrats and then Biden's being blackmailed and then the wife of James Murdoch and James Murdoch, that's the son of Rupert Murdoch, give $1.23 million. The rest of us have limits of how much we can give, don't we? Wow, it looks like it's all election fraud. But we'll get into that as the broadcast unfolds uh, as well. Second hour, Kanye West releases 10-point campaign platform as he puts his hat in the ring to be president west calls his platform creating the culture of life and he cited a bible verse for each point on his campaign 10 point platform west said that he must ensure 
that we always place Americans' best interest first. Especially when we're dealing with foreign affairs, we want to trust but verify. We want fair trade, not one-sided deals that that hurt American workers. Kanye West's 10-point platform, or 10-point platform, I should say, mirrors the Make America Great Again. Yeah, campaigns of Donald Trump say the Democrats. Now, Kanye West says Democrats tried to block his candidacy. And they literally hired a PI, private investigator, to spy on him, he says. Kanye West West will appear on Colorado's presidential ballot. Will that wild card make a difference? Trump's cryptic remarks prompts prayers for his personal safety. He said, this may be the last time you'll see me for a while over the weekend. People are wondering what that all means. But it's interesting. Ty Clevenger, he's an attorney, noted that veteran news reporter Alan Ratner, uh, I guess, sat at a symposium at Emory University the day after the 2016 elections. And she uh, detailed that a week before that, she spent three hours with Julian Assange. Yeah. And she basically claims that Julian Assange told her that Seth Rich and his brother Aaron Rich were the ones that gave the emails from the DNC to the WikiLeaks group. Now, is that all true? Well, I don't know, but Julian Assange is now ordered to testify in the Seth Rich case as Fox News has to fight family's claim of peddling a conspiracy theory. So Fox, dealing with that, President Trump was in the mix because he kind of backed Julian Assange when he was on the campaign trail. What's going on here? I don't know, but it's very strange. And now the Seth Rich case right in the middle of the scandal. Julian Assange, Ellen Ratner, President Trump. Um, you know what? Julian's alive. Seth Rich's brother, Aaron, is alive. So is Ellen Ratner. So you kind of wonder what's going to go down there. Who will be forced to testify? What's going to come out that's new? Anybody who's basically said we don't believe the official Seth Rich narrative has been absolutely lambasted, sued, and abused. You got to wonder why. All right, NFL players are fined. They could be fined for church attendance under the, quote, league's COVID-19 policy. But, hey, if you want to go to bars, pick up food, no problem. But don't you dare worship the Lord your God, folks. See what a, what a sham this is? Donald Trump pursues low drug costs. Big Pharma doesn't mean anything to me, says the president. Well, he's not bought off by Big Pharma, we pray and hope. Let's jettison the mandated vaccines then, too, shall we? Las Vegas, I guess they had over 223,000 mail-in ballots. I guess they kind of got bounced as undeliverable in recent Primary election, 223,000. You think mail might create some either vote fraud and or change the voting reality, fraud or not? They also say one in four mail-in vote ballots disqualified in a New York City primary. One in four. 223,000. Mail vote issues are going to be the next pandemic. That's a recap of yesterday's Award-winning broadcast, still available, lovingliberty.net, libertyroundtable.com. Donate and spread the word if you want to see us grow. Please.
LovingLiberty.net. Donate today. All right, first, Kirk Crosby's with us. Welcome, sir. Buenos dias. Greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. Our good friend, not far from the Beltway, <laughs> Larry Pratt with us. Welcome, sir. Hey, good to be with you all this morning. Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome. Any, any quick comment on the news thus far before we launch into today's uh, news that I was refused to use, sir? Well, the news is all a Twitter, if I can use that phrase, uh, about the, the lady you were discussing. Uh, I think um, they probably aren't going to say a whole lot about uh, her 2% in the polls uh, level of support. 2% uh, led to her withdrawing from uh, the Democrat uh, primary for president. And so I'm not quite sure what she uh, in reality brings to the uh, to the table politically. Uh, yeah, as far as the media is concerned, to have a minority woman gives Biden extra uh, politically correct points on the board. But her own Democrat Party was giving her a big yawn just a few months ago. So uh, there you have it. What Larry Pratt's referring to, ladies and gentlemen, is Joe Biden. I've chosen Kamala Harris, Senator of California, junior senator, I might add, as my running mate, he says. And that brings up a lot to discuss, to say the least. You're right. She was relatively uh, unknown. She was relatively uh, not very interesting. She was considered uh, somewhat of a moderate, like Joe, on the campaign trail comparatively. Um, but I'm not so sure that's her real stance on things. That might have been the way they pitched it because of some of the most extreme candidates on the ballot or ticket at the time. But nevertheless, she brings what to the table? It's hard to say. Well, supposedly she brings uh, points for being a woman and for being a minority. Um, and... Uh, in the Democrat world, uh, that's big stuff. But yeah, she also brings youth to the table, at least compared to a Joe. That's right? true. Uh, now, she's 55 years old. Don't misunderstand me. She's not young. Okay? <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not saying 55 is old. I'm just saying it's not super young. But compared to Joe Biden, she at least brings some spunk and some youth, right? That's right. Uh, and she probably can stay awake for the whole debate. <laughs> but... <laughs> the, this is, uh, uh, in the real world, apart from the Democrat world, I don't think that the voters were looking for somebody, be they a minority or a woman or not, uh, with her kind of down-the-line, hardcore liberal views, big spending, gun control, uh, abortion views, uh, you name it, she's there on the liberal spectrum. And I don't, uh, I don't think that's what... Uh, the voters are looking for it. Is but she also heightens. For. She also heightens the racial tension, big time. On one hand, you might think it'd be soothing uh, to have somebody in her position, but what I submit to you is that will just absolutely launch the racial divide in America through the roof. We're going to come back. Kurt's going to respond. We're going to talk about it all, ladies and gentlemen. Vote fraud on the mix too. We'll cover that with Larry Pratt. You are listening to the one and only. Liberty Roundtable Live. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. 
More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal, one aim. A strategy like the heroic Christians of the past. We win, they lose. Nothing less. Big Q, Little Q. The calm before the storm by a friend of Megagoria. The strategy of heaven revealed. Big Q, Little Q. The calm before the storm. Available on Amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. All right, Kamala Harris selected as Joe Biden's running mate. Now, here's the interesting thing. She's half black. And I'm not sure how to understand this. They say she's half Asian American. I guess her father was from Jamaica. That's the black part. Her mother was from, well, generations of what? She's not a Native American, but what she is, is is an Indian American, Kurt. So I guess mother from India or mother's family from India, that's where the Asian part comes from, but yet... Not a Native American, not not like a Pocahontas or anything, just a, uh, you know, kind of a half black, uh, half Asian uh, female on the Joe Biden ticket now, sir. Well, yeah, she had, um, I mean, it's just too bad she's not a transgender or a lesbian or I know, she's you know, some of those short, other huh? things. I mean, she, she would have a lot more in her, uh, you know, uh, I mean going for her if she got all that uh, too but uh, she is a woman and uh, you know and then uh, she's got the uh, Willie Brown connection uh, I mean she's really got some uh, um, some great things in her past alright 55 know. years old so here's the question then for Kurt and then Larry Pratt do you think this helps or hurts Joe Biden I don't know how you really help uh, Joe Biden uh, personally, but, um, you know, I guess uh, at least, like you say, if they get together, um, if Joe will be quiet, then she could just talk, um, you know, and then uh, at least it wouldn't it be any of those gaffes that Joe's pretty, uh, you know. Now, I understand she is a former for. prosecutor, so she does have some experience. She is an attorney, so she might be relatively savvy. She's a decent debater. Um, she knows how to bring it home. She battled with Joe Biden on the campaign trail back in the day saying that he doesn't understand 
the racial divide and the racial persecution that she and I don't know what you say her people have suffered, so to speak. And uh, so she really attacked white man Joe, white old man Joe on that big time. But now that's all set aside, Larry. Well, she's going to have to deal with the H word, uh, namely hypocrite. This is a lady that when she was a prosecutor was smoking weed and literally putting minorities in jail for doing the same thing. And uh, from what I know of Donald Trump, having seen him in action, I don't think he's going to overlook that. (laughs) And I'm sure even though Mike Pence is a lot more soft-spoken, he'll probably politely ask a question about being a hypocrite. (laughs) Want to respond to this, Kurt? Well, um, you know, Kamala Harris, um, or as some call her, Kamala, you know, like a camel, um, is... Um, Kurt, are you making well, fun like of her say, name? Uh, her race? Well, no, I'm not sure how you say it. You Kamala know, I mean, Harris. Uh, it's all four sure? A's. Um, I guess her middle name Here's is Debbie. Here's what I'm sure of. However D-E-B-I. I pronounce it's fine. <clears throat> yeah, well, I'm sure that, that'll work fine. Uh, but, um, you know, I... All I can say is, uh, you know, there. Uh, what options did Joe have? I mean, uh, I think he had already been told by uh, Mrs. Obama no, and so, you know, you got to go with, uh, like you said, a half black or at least partial black person, uh, according to the uh, blackmailers, um, you know, and so. I don't think he had much other opportunity. Yeah, now let me give you a little uh, update on Larry Pratt's point. There's a bunch of stories about her smoking weed. The best one that I found, the best headline that highlights it is this. A a play-by-play of Kamala Harris admitting she smoked weed, Washington Post. So, you know, if you doubt Larry's uh, point there, I just thought I'd document that for y'all. Well, Obama did that all, you know, and told yeah. everybody. And What's the even problem Bill with that? Clinton said. No, Bill didn't you know, inhale, I mean, though. It's different. Well, he's a liar. <laughs> well, of course he is. That's why I'm joking. And it's not different at all. We've got now a string of politicians that flat out say, yes, I do drugs. So what, Larry? Well, uh, I think it's, it certainly so far represents a divide culturally between the Republicans and the Democrats. And I'm not always eager to defend in a blanket way uh, the Republican Party. But I, I got to say, pretty much they, uh, they've had a couple exceptions, but mostly they have folks that probably the worst thing they do is uh, have a social drink or two, but they, um, they're not into that kind of counterculture lifestyle. Uh, typically, Republicans have been busy trying to make a living in the private sector, by and large, and that kind of differ- separates them uh, from what most of the Democrats have been doing. And Kamala Harris is typical. She's pretty much had a career in government. And um, that uh, is uh, further reinforced by her ability to make friends, some would say very close friends, with other politicians, particularly uh, Willie Brown, who at the time she was breaking in as a prosecutor in San Francisco. Willie Brown was Mr. Powerhouse of California politics, the Speaker of the California Assembly, the lower house. 
and um, she uh, definitely was close close friends with Willie Brown, and he advanced her career. And uh, so when we hear this uh, uh, female empowerment, uh, let's remember that uh, she um, she was pretty much as effective as Delilah. Uh, amen to that. So not only is she uh, a hypocrite on the marijuana issue because she's smoking pot and prosecuting people for smoking pot, but she's also criticizing Joe Biden for being the consummate white racist uh, on the campaign trail. But now she's going to what? Say this is the best white racist to rule the nation? <laughs> How's that going to work, Larry? Well, maybe what she'll be able to say with a wink is that, uh, well, you know how his government's really going to be operated. Uh, and that is that the poor guy, and don't, don't mistake what I'm saying, I uh, I think everything that Joe Biden has done throughout his life is a very nasty, liberal, vindictive, big government, tyrannical career. But now the guy is in his dotage, and he's in decline. And I think it is uh, uh, senior abuse to run this poor guy for president because uh, he frequently doesn't give the appearance that he knows where he is, what, uh, uh, what he's supposed to be talking about. He forgets so many things. Uh, it, it's very sad, and I, I really don't want to be guilty of making fun of that because uh, uh, I'm almost as old as Biden is. But uh, it, really, the guy has, uh, as some would say, lost his fastball if he ever had one. Well, and the debate isn't so much that he's old. It's that sometimes people can be old and, you know, deal with it gracefully. Uh, Phyllis Schlafly's one of them. Donald Trump's another one of them. Uh, yep. Larry Pratt's another one of them. Some people don't gracefully age so well. And uh, you know what? Putting somebody on the national stage that isn't gracefully aging so well uh, is, to say the least, a snafu. But in my opinion, could very well put the company, or I'm sorry, the country, in a national security crisis. If you've got some national security issues going on, and you're like, "Hey, man, where am I? Or, or what day is this?" Or and I don't mean to, to mock. I'm serious about this. Yeah. You put the country in serious jeopardy, sir. That's not something to play games with. No, it's not because uh, we face as uh, serious a challenge in a number of ways as we have over the years. When um, Ronald Reagan was running for president, it was the Soviet Union, and he uh, absolutely uh, horrified the liberals by calling the Soviet Union the evil empire. Uh, Isn't it interesting that the liberals had uh, no criticism for the murderous concentration camps that were run by uh, the Soviets at that time. Now we're facing the Chinese who were running concentration camps, literally, uh, for the uh, Muslim Uyghurs uh, there in uh, western China. And uh, to to that extent, the, the situation hasn't changed, except Ronald Reagan didn't seem to show any sign of decline until well after he was uh, out of the White House, whereas uh, poor Joe Biden uh, looks like he is—he's um, clearly a figurehead, and the important question uh, goes well beyond who's going to be your vice president. And we finally have an answer to that. I'm not real happy with that answer, but it's going to also have to go farther. Who are your cabinet secretaries going to be? And who are the other people that don't even come up for congressional Senate approval uh, that you're going to be peppering the administration with? 
if you are president. And I think that's uh, something you just don't have any idea because this poor guy, I think, has begun to really decline rapidly uh, in the last several months. And so uh, it's not going to be Joe Biden as president. When we come back, I want to vet that in more detail with Larry Pratt and Kurt Cosby because that's the real question. Everybody knows, even the Democrats admit, Joe probably can't last four years, never eight. So is this gearing up for 2024 and or Biden the need to step down or expire or something so that are we really electing Kamala Harris? Is that the real deal? Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris will be speaking publicly today in Biden's hometown of Wilmington, Delaware. Biden announcing yesterday he had chosen the California senator to be his vice presidential running mate. Harris is the first woman of color to join a major party's presidential ticket. As violence rages in the city of Chicago, President Trump is repeating his offer to send federal troops to the city. Together, the city of Chicago and the state of Illinois have 25,000 police officers, sheriffs, and guardsmen available to quell any violence. They can do it very quickly, very easily, if allowed to do their jobs. The county DA covering Portland, Oregon, says some protesters will not be prosecuted because they are righteously expressing grief, anger, and frustration. And this is USA Radio News. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, MediShare is waiving their new member fees. This could save you money on top of all that you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a health care solution right now, seeing the cost of COBRA plans, for instance. And MediShare is the affordable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves $500 a month, but you might save even more. MediShare is a Christian community that shares each other's health care costs, and because of the current economic situation, they're making it easier than ever. Apply by August 31st, and you can save an additional $170 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, and if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Just tell them the promo code SHARE to receive your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch, like more than 400,000 people already have. And start saving. Here it is. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. Another state governor is imposing a new tighter restriction when it comes to preventing the spread of coronavirus. Here's USA Radio's Wendy King. Bars and nightclubs in Texas cannot reopen until the coronavirus positivity rate falls below 10%. Governor Greg Abbott says the battle is far from over. Even though the numbers of COVID-19 have improved, COVID-19 has not left Jefferson County. It's not left Orange County. It's not left the state of Texas. COVID-19 still spreads across this region and across the country just as fast as it did in July when you hit high numbers in deaths, high numbers in hospitalizations. Florida is proving once again it's still a COVID-19 hotspot, setting a record for coronavirus deaths yesterday. 276 new ones added to the tally. That means 8,500 Floridians have now died from the infection. This is USA Radio News.
Well, ladies and gentlemen, once again, we uh, thank you for your participation in this uh, program. We hope to bring you uh, news and information that, uh, well, we wish you could get everywhere, but uh, it doesn't seem like it's available in those places. Uh, you know, uh, most of the time, if you hear some other program, you'll hear, uh, say, a three-hour program, and you might hear uh, three stories. Uh, we try to go through... Uh, you know, as many as we can get to you and uh, bring you interesting guests like our friend uh, Larry Pratt, who's, uh, well, I mean, he's so close to Washington, D.C. He could probably, I was going to say throw a rock, but back there, I guess they throw bricks. Um, but anyway, he's uh, he's close to the Beltway, and, uh, you know, Larry Pratt is with us. Uh, you know, Sam asked the question. Uh, you want to remind him of the question you wanted yeah, me to Yeah, Kurt wants answer, me to remind Sam. him of the question, right? That's exactly right. right. Uh, but I Do you just remember thought the question like Kurt's getting reminded. old like Joe Biden and he can't <laughs> What's yeah, that? I can't Joe remember Biden. money. Question. Go ahead, Larry. That's right. I was gonna pull a Joe Biden. What's the question? That's All right. right, there you go. <laughs> All right, I can't remember the question, so there we go. Thanks, Sam. Uh but anyway, uh No, know, hold on. Uh hold on. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> so the question let me rephrase it a little bit so you kind of get a context here. Um Yeah. What, What's going to happen here with Joe Biden now? All right. Is he just going to right off into the sunset? How's he going to deal? So you got this Kamala Harris is how you're supposed to pronounce it. Kamala. Uh, Kamala. Right. Kamala. 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 Yeah. Kamala. Cammy. The girl Harry. from California. All right. Joe, uh, anyway, they say that uh, Tucker Carlson refuses to pronounce it correctly there. So, you know, uh -huh. now we're pulling a Rush Limbaugh here. But anyway, here was the, here was the real question. So um, <clears throat> Joe Biden, I don't believe, can make the four-year term, uh, much less serve eight years. So is this really electing Kamala Harris? That was the question, right, Kurt? It's not only your I think electing. that's right. See, I'm the youngest of the group, and so I got this, folks. I'm not biden out yet. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> well— Definitely, uh, that uh, is a pretty significant issue because uh, she will be the de facto uh, one in charge unless there's some sort of an arrangement where the chief of staff and the other uh, people that are running the White House administration, let alone the rest of the bureaucrat appointments that are made, uh, those could be made by somebody that nobody knows. Uh, th this could be very, uh, very hard to penetrate because as long as Biden is ambulatory, uh, and hopefully he'll be able to get around for a bit, um, there there could be quite a charade being perpetrated, and and yeah, everybody's going to suspect that uh, Kamala Harris is the gal that, uh, or Kamala or whatever it is, it is uh, Mrs. Harris. Uh, is uh, in charge, but that still doesn't tell you uh, who are the people in the various bureaucratic slots that are actually key and uh, who are going to be the White House personnel, the Mike Mulvaney's, the uh, former Congressman Meadows, and people of that sort that uh, uh, actually do an awful lot of the work of any administration because every time you got the president out meeting the press for an hour or so, uh, that's uh, an hour's worth of contacts with a gazillion bureaucrats that uh, somebody else has to make. Kurt, what do you say to this? 
Are they really electing well, Kamala Harris? Well, uh, but Larry uh, points to the fact that, um, you know, uh, I bring up a movie every so often when we talk about these different things, and I think Hollywood occasionally will let you know kind of behind the scenes, uh, you know, what's going on. Uh, I'd recommend uh, the movie Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, and then uh, I'd also recommend uh, Dave, the movie, um, where we're talking about... uh, you know, a president who, uh, you know, basically is on life support way down under the White House, and they've got this uh, stand-in guy uh, serving as, you know, kind of a figurehead. And and as Larry brought up, um, you know, he's got a chief of staff and uh, another guy there that basically just make all the decisions and sign the paperwork and do the different things. And uh, I know it sounds kind of... Uh, I don't know, crazy or Kurt's conspiratorial to say that that happens. But I, I believe there are movers and shakers, you know, the George Soros's and the uh, AOC kind of buddies or whatever, the Bernie boys uh, behind the scenes that are, you know, running things uh, pretty well. And Joe's just happy to be part of it. Well, so the qualifying for president issue is a interesting one uh, in my opinion larry pratt and i bring this up because back in the day we talked about you know barack obama not necessarily qualified because we couldn't prove he was an american citizen discussion now we have a different question what if somebody is um i don't know senile or dementia or i don't know what word to use because i'm not a physician and i haven't you know checked joe's profile i just know he's so confused everywhere he is that it's that it's obvious that there's an issue. But what about constitutional qualifications for president? I know you got to be a certain age. I know you got to be American born, you know, but what about this idea in modern times where, you know, makes me think of the country song, prop me up beside the jukebox. <laughs> I want to go to heaven. I just don't want to go tonight. Right. Kind of an, and I don't mean to be rude with this. I don't mean to mock this, but I am asking a genuine national security question uh, and beyond. When does somebody not really qualify to be president uh, based on their, uh, what's the word, acuity? Is that the word? <laughs> well, I, I think what we're going to see the media do is to tell us that it's offensive to bring up questions about Biden's health. They would bring it up about Reagan's all the time. If, and they brought it up about Ron Paul, too. Yeah, if he were caught taking a nap, that would be proof that he's uh, ready to ship off to the undertaker. Uh, but the, the real question is, Joe Biden has been a lifelong uh, attack dog liberal. Uh, we saw that when he savaged uh, Clarence Thomas and other appointees when he was uh, the head of the Judiciary Committee when the Senate was controlled by Democrats. Uh, he is a faithful attack dog liberal. And that uh, is not uh, now he maybe isn't capable of biting because his teeth are falling out or something like that. But the fact of the matter is his heritage is is definitely hard left. The people and and, uh, Kamala, Kamala, whatever, Harris is definitely someone of that same mold. So we're we're not uh, uh, I think we're allowed to speculate uh, who precisely will be filling various uh, administrative slots in the White House, who will be the aides in the West Wing, the people that are uh, circling around the president 
uh, every day as he uh, is wheeled into work. Uh, but the f- fact of the matter is, uh, th- this is a liberal group, a hard left group. Kamala Harris represents the kind of choices that Biden will make or will be made for him. And that's no surprise, because that's who these people are. Um, maybe Biden didn't make the choice. Maybe he doesn't even know she's been selected. But it's frankly faithful to the views that he has fought for uh, all of his political career, which is something like a half a century in public life and public office. Uh, so we're, we're, I don't think there's going to be any surprises as far as that goes. Uh, maybe a particular name or two. Oh, I didn't know that uh, guy was looking for the job. Uh, but otherwise, it will be, oh, yeah, another hard lefty. All right, here's the question. With Black Lives Matter and Tifa and uh, you know, all this going on, they say she's the top cop. With Black Lives Matter, what does that mean? She used to be the California Attorney General. She's been a senator. She's been a prosecutor. Um, but does she kind of back the Black Lives Matter? Do we really have Black Lives Matter along with Sleepy Joe, uh, where Joe's asleep with the switch and Black Lives Matter's taking over? Donald Trump's trying to save the nation from destruction. Is that the real narrative, Kurt? Well, um, you know, to answer the question, at least um, in my opinion, this is um, what I would say much about nothing, uh, much ado about nothing, because uh, it, if I think, I'm pretty sure they'll still win uh, California and, and uh, New York, but uh, and maybe some of these other uh, places are just, you know, I mean, they're just out of control, uh, Minneapolis, Portland, uh, et cetera. But, uh, you know, the good people of America have had enough of this kind of, you know, crazy stuff. Uh, they want uh, policemen. They want uh, a good place to live. And, and I think they're typically very energized about this uh, election. Now, I'm hoping that there's still some semblance of uh, honesty and uh, well, yeah, good luck with that hope, know, my brother. That kind of thing in our uh, our voting. System. So she rolled in as attorney general, and she um, well addressed a shy young man that said he was running for local office, and she gave him a quick tutorial. I'll tell you what she told him as we return. <laughs> The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. The Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support the publisher's efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that preserve the vanishing American cowboy, farmer, and sheep herder. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. Each issue of Range Magazine also features great gift ideas, like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book Tales from Out There. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Just click on the shopping cart. The Loving Liberty Radio Network salutes the spirit of the American West and those who are keeping it alive at Range Magazine. 
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. So check this out, Kamala Harris. I guess the Harris, when she was the Attorney General, she rolled into an event for the biggest union in the state of California in a black pantsuit and stilettos with black, black beads in her throat. And her meet and greet style involves more than the usual amount of touching. That's fitting for Joe Biden, ain't it? She moves from the standard handshake and smile to a lower arm clasp. Or a hand on the shoulder. Or a double clasp holding the other person's wrist with both hands. She addressed a shy young man who said he was running for office. She offered a quick tutorial. Here's what you do, buddy. Listen up. Tell me your name. Shake my hand. Look me in the eye. And ask me for my support. She said, that's how you do it, buddy. Now, uh, that's what she said when she was 51. Now she's 55. And she's going places. But is she the Black Panther candidate? Is she, you know, really on the take for the, uh, I don't know what you call it, Antifa? Black Lives Matter? Black Panthers of yesteryear? Uh, what do you think on this, Kurt? Because I, I, I'm a little bit concerned about who she really is and what she represents. In many ways, we don't know. Or is she the top cop, sir, in the era of Black Lives Matter? Well, she's uh, all of the above, if you ask me, and uh, she's even more. Uh, you know, she'll she'll pretty much, uh, in my opinion, do anything um, to um, go to the top, and uh, she's proven that with her track record, uh, a la Willie Brown, et cetera. And uh, you know, so uh, get ready for the party. I think you want to throw out an answer to this, Larry. Yeah, I, I think uh, the thing for us to keep in mind is that the Democrat uh, powers that be have chosen somebody who uh, is very ambitious, who is beholden to the left-wing base of the Democrat Party. And we can understand her and what she'll be doing if she were in office by keeping that in mind, that that she is Antifa uh, with a, uh, whether it be a black pantsuit or whatever else, but uh, she's dressed up to go to political events, but she's really uh, willing to kowtow to these violent, uh, primarily white left-wing radicals that have been produced by a university system that isn't accountable to the taxpayer or to the 
uh, dads and moms that are paying the tuitions. Now, Kamala Harris also doubled down when Joe Biden got accused of sexual, I'm going to just say improprieties, okay? And uh, Kamala said, I believe the women. So I'm now the vice presidential pick for a, what, predator? How does this all work, Larry? Well, it'll be interesting if we see Biden come up to her on the on the stage sometime and grab her shoulders from behind and, and start sniffing her hair, which seems to be one of his uh, standard uh, pickup lines. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> she's she's going to have to be careful since she's in the presence of a fellow that at least has the reputation of being a sexual predator. And um, <laughs> she's going to have to figure out how to keep that under control. Now, it may be that the poor guy is in such decline that he can't move that fast. And if one of the uh, Secret Service agents gives her a, a certain hand signal, she'll know that um, Cobra, you know, <laughs> that was his code name for the uh, from the Secret Service when he was – uh, in the administration with Obama, he liked to run around the vice president's mansion at the Naval Observatory uh, naked. And um, the Secret Service, which has female agents, would uh, send out a, a code alert, um, Cobra, 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 meaning <laughs> he's loose and naked. <laughs> wow. So let me give you this kind of, I don't know what you call it, Maybe you call this one a flashback, something like that. Anyway, headline from Fox News, political section, flashback. Kamala Harris says she believed women who accused Biden of inappropriate touching. I believe them and I respect them. Being able to tell their story and having the courage to do it, she says. Kurt, is that uh, something that uh, Donald Trump will exploit? Or is he not in a position to be able to take on the women question? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, at least I believe um, that there's uh, so much um, ammunition, I guess you could say here, um, to uh, deal with that uh, I don't know for sure where the president will really go. Uh, but, um, you know, at least I think his smartest move is just simply to say, look, here's what we've done here's what we're gonna do and uh, move forward with that and i uh, want to ask the, you know, the women in the dust i want to ask the women who were abused by joe biden uh what they think of kamala saying i believe them and they're you know i commend them for telling their stories but now i'm going to become the vp on his ticket and tell you he's the best guy to lead the country guys there's I one what that say. we one thing that we can say is that the president is probably immune from the Democrats bringing up the woman uh, issue. Uh, he won't bring up Biden and his escapades if they won't bring up uh, some of the things in his past. And by the way, in fairness to the president, I think that he may be a somewhat different guy from the one that uh, apparently justly earned that reputation. Uh, when he was campaigning four years ago, some evangelicals had him, uh, invited him to a meeting at a swanky New York City hotel. Uh, it was kind of to get together, who are you, and this is who we are, and this is what we're interested in. And after the meeting, uh, a couple of pastors, uh, including a, um, 
Dallas-Fort Worth uh, megachurch pastor, Jeffress, stayed behind and ended up presenting the gospel to Donald Trump. He made a profession of faith in Jesus Christ, and they prayed uh, over him, and they've remained in contact with him, mostly by phone, uh, from what I've been told by people who were at the meeting, that um, they... uh, they can really see that uh, this happened, that this was... Yeah, and his pro-life stance and his not only backing of religious liberties and, and the prayers when he got inaugurated and everything else all point to that same narrative that he does think differently than he used to. You know, becoming president, uh, I don't know if this is the right word, but sobers a man, right? Now, he's still a street fighter, and, and when they try to go after him, just expect a double hit back. Uh, because that's the boy that grew up in Queens, New York. But um, I do think that he, just, if you just think about it for a minute, he had, uh, shall we say, a potty mouth uh, going up to his nomination. And sometime during that period and beyond, his language is greatly improved. Now, true, he's president and he's on a world stage. But even in, in private Apparently, his language uh, has uh, uh, been cleaned up. And I know that when I became a Christian as a guy in his 20s, I had a bit of a potty mouth as well. And that was the easiest thing to control because I could hear it coming out, and I knew it. You know, I wasn't supposed to be doing that. It's a lot easier than some of the other things that I had to take care of. And I think Donald Trump may have uh, indeed walked that same path. So I think Amen. I agree with that, and I support change and believe that repentance is a great grand key, and I do believe Donald Trump uh, is on that trajectory. No doubt about it. I think the evidence is fairly clear that that is the case. So here's the next uh, question for Kurt and Larry Pratt. Who's going to win? Okay, is Trump going to win with a landslide now? Is uh, you know Biden going to win? Turn it over to Kamala? Camilla? Come on, whatever, right? Um Cami H, or what's going to happen here? So here's the latest headline that might influence your answer. A record 76% of Americans will be able to vote by mail, says the New York Times. I mean, can you spell fraud? Uh, I don't know. Uh, There you go. How does that influence and or affect your answer? The latest Kamala Harris announcement, the 76% will vote by mail, the where are we headed in this thing, and what do you think the outcome will be, Larry? Well, there's something that uh, we haven't discussed, and very few do discuss it, but there is an increasing significant shift in the black community toward Trump. Uh, it's possible that Trump could get somewhere between 15 and 25 percent of the black vote, and if he gets anywhere around 15 percent, the Democrats are done. Amen to that. Kurt, quick, your response, and then this headline that you have uh, from Fox about Kanye West. Well, Larry's right on target about the uh, black vote, and, uh, you know, I believe uh, the good people of America, I don't care what color you are, understand that uh, we need law and order. Uh, We need uh, principled leadership. Uh, You know, they... They've seen what the president and his leadership has uh, done, and I, I think they're hungry for more. And they're uh, um, like those guys in uh, Pennsylvania, a lot of secret Trump voters that don't really want to 
tell everybody uh, simply because they get beat up if they do. Mm-hmm. All right, jump into your uh, story from uh, Fox News Network about Kanye West, Kurt. Well, you got Kanye uh, that's basically, uh, you know, he's he's jumping into the uh, uh, whole show. He's been in there pretty good. And uh, now uh, you're talking about the one that I just sent you yesterday. It says FNC's Carlson, Kanye yeah. West, the most well, compelling he's a- voice against abortion and Planned Parenthood. Hey, that's going to have an effect, too, uh, on a variety of fronts. I agree. Yeah, very important. Uh, what do you think about that, Larry? So some say, you know, that'll increase a lot of the black vote to maybe go with Kanye. Maybe Kanye drops out and endorses Trump later in the game. Who knows how it'll be? But I, I think that can only help President Trump and the pro-life message. I think so. His candidacy is a kind of a, uh, an off-the-wall factor at the moment. Uh, but uh, Kanye West has been a Trump supporter uh, has gotten into the race so late that he's not going to be able to get on the ballot in that many states. And so that may open the door to his exit uh, sometime during the campaign, as you were suggesting, that, that uh, well, it's time for me to, to leave. But now that we've had a chance to look at uh, Kamala Harris, another minority, uh, as am I, uh, that uh, I'm going to endorse Donald Trump. Now that that is a very possible scenario. Whether that is going to happen, I don't know. Because I frankly think it's at least possible. It's too early to have a firm guess on this. But I think we could be seeing something at least as similar as what we saw in '16. That people have had it, and that's the way they're going to vote. Now there's an interesting headline. It says Trump donated to Kamala Harris twice. Well, he was a private citizen. <laughs> Either one of them is going to have trouble explaining that now. <laughs> yeah. You take Donald's money or Donald gives you the money. Very, very weird. NBC News is who has that, by the way. All right, so does Trump win or does, does uh, Biden win? Larry? No, I think Trump is likely to win, and and possibly if things stay on track, win pretty handily. All right. Thank you so much, sir. Godspeed. Trump or Kurt's already on record of saying the same thing. I pray you gentlemen are correct. Thank you, sir. So do I. <laughs> God save the republic. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kurt Crosby live on your radio. This is the broadcast for August the twelfth of the year of our Lord, two thousand and twenty. This is our two of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions. Of our founding fathers. Last hour, great hour. Sam Bushman, Kirk Crosby, Larry Pratt in the round table. Joe Biden, I've chosen Kamala Harris as my running mate. We also talked about a play-by-play of Kamala Harris admitting she smoked weed, Washington Post. We talked about Tucker Carlson refuses to pronounce her name right. I gave you a little thing in the show notes of how to pronounce her name there. You know, you got to get it right there. 
Kamala Harris says she believes women who accuse Biden of inappropriate touching and beyond, and she uh, really shouts out their courage. Good for them. Problem is now she's jumping on the Joe Biden ticket. So she called Joe Biden a racist, and she believes the women who say he's a pervert, but yet she's on his ticket. How does that all work? Politics makes strange bedfellows. Do I dare use that term there now? A record 76% of Americans will be able to vote by mail. New York Times, does that concern you? FNCs, that's Fox News, right? Carlson, Kanye West is the most compelling voice against abortion and Planned Parenthood. Amen to that reality, Jack. Good for Kanye. Also, records show that President Donald Trump donated to Kamala Harris's campaigns twice when he was a private citizen. Do you want to respond to that one, Kurt? That's pretty uh, rough. Well, yeah, I I would agree. Um, and, uh, you know, it's uh, it's amazing, uh, right? Apparently, right after the uh, release of the, you know, announcement on uh, Kamala uh, Harris uh, being chosen, um, the Republicans had a uh, already uh, made, uh, well, commercial for it, and they pretty much call her uh, nasty. Um, Kamala, you know, so that she's just she's tough, and she uh, she really took uh, Joe Biden to task uh, during those uh, um, you know earlier events, and she's just uh, you know I don't know some would call it a business like a woman. I just call her uh, dangerous, and uh, you know she's uh, they say she's the uh, most liberal um, individual in the Senate, even. Uh, more liberal than uh, socialist Bernie. Which is very difficult to, to deal with. Now, I'm not going to defend President Trump donating to her campaign twice uh, as a private citizen, which means this was before, right? However, I'm going to a little bit justify how it can happen. So I'm not defending this. Don't misunderstand me. But I am savvy enough in politics to understand how a lot of this works. If you are a businessman, and you are um, wanting to have a positive view of you and your business efforts around the world, um, then you create a, a, an organization that, that does back campaigns. You know, that's how you make friends and influence people is put a little cash uh, in the mix. And, and that's standard. You know, you can say that's not good. You could whatever. I understand, but it's reality, right? I'm not defending the practice. Don't misunderstand the point. I'm telling you how it works, though. That doesn't mean I agree with how it works. I don't need to double down on how against this I am. I, I hope my our listeners know this by now. Nevertheless, the point is Donald Trump's doing this. He creates this arm that donates to political campaigns across the country. And he's so busy, he doesn't necessarily keep an eye on that big time. So a little bit of money slides over to Kamala Harris. Uh, and now, you know, I think the liberals are trying to use this against the president. I highlight it because it's a fact we can't ignore and prevent from talking about a little bit to at least acknowledge that we've, we've addressed it. But I would submit to you that I don't know that you could tie Donald Trump directly to that donation uh, as if it were my wallet or your wallet, Kurt. We don't have uh, a lot of people working for us. We don't have uh, systems that kind of run on their own under the tutelage or guidance of other people near like a President Trump or a, a businessman of his stature would uh, before he was uh, president. And so, yes, some money might have went there, but some money goes from all kinds of big league people. Are you allowed to say big league or is it big league? Just joking. All right, big league people, can you... um? 
can you understand that there might not be the same intention as maybe you were I putting money into a campaign like that? So I'm not defending him doing it, but I am defending the understanding that it can happen so easy uh, in his circumstances that I don't think it's fair to hold this against him or to act like that's a big deal. Is it good? Of course not. I'm not defending it. I'm just telling you that it's not the same, and I think you need to put it in, in, in an honest, open, fair perspective discussion if we're going to even bring it up. And since they're bringing it up, I want to put it in, I, I believe, the, the true venue that it is. I don't think Donald Trump said, I know Kamala, let's bust out and donate to her campaign. Hey, you know, Steve, write a check. You know, I don't know because I'm not on the inside, but, but I know how these kind of campaigns and, and how these big wig processes work. And oftentimes it just happens. We've got a certain amount of money in this for these purposes. And hey, it gets doled out by who knows who. I don't think it's honorable honest or fair to pin that directly on president donald trump to say hey this is who he backed as a private citizen i understand the money went there i'm not debating that i'm just telling you i don't think it's as portrayed at all that's just my opinion Kurt, to which i'm entitled but i'm defending president trump on this a little bit uh, and not defending the action but trying to put it in a little bit of i think a lot more realistic about what really went down context your thoughts well, my main thought is it wouldn't it be nice if we could just say, hey, this doesn't happen in the republic uh, here in America simply because we have, uh, well, honest, righteous citizenry and, um, you know, and leadership and there just wouldn't be any acceptance of that kind of thing uh, going on. Uh, I mean, I'd just love to be able to say that and yet... Uh, you know, we know, uh, I remember, I think it was named, uh, guy's name was Johnny Chung, if I remember right, uh, in the uh, Bill Clinton administration. He basically said that the White House is pretty much just like a, a subway where you have to put in the coins and, you know, to be able to go for a ride. And, and uh, what political um, individual, you know, a la... Uh, Kamala Harris or uh, Joe Biden isn't the same, uh, Sam. And they uh, they take the money and uh, they'll do the bidding of those uh, those who pay the money. That's just the way it is. It's too bad. It is too bad. Uh, but what do you think of my portrayal of of or my you know explanation of of how this could happen? But yet I don't really believe it can be pinned to President Trump as they're making it sound. They're making it sound like he moved mountains to back. Camilla, and I'm not I'm not even close to believing that's the reality, Kurt. Well, I agree. I mean, uh, if you're the president and you've got uh, Trump hotels and these different things, and you've got a, in in her case, uh, Kamala Harris, uh, you know, big shot in California, um, you're going to want to have, uh, uh, by the way, Attorney General, so she could bring uh, suits or. Um, or not bring them against you, um, you're going to want to have, well, maybe the inside track and a little bit bit of protection, just like if you were dealing with the mafia, and I don't see it much differently, uh, but, um, you know, when the mafia comes around and says you need to have fire insurance, uh, you know, you know you need to have it. Uh, Otherwise, I guarantee you're going to have a fire. You know? Yeah. So I anyway, I bring that up because, you know, the same thing's true. And I've been pretty critical of President Trump on this, too, about him being friends with the Clintons and backing the Clintons in the past. And that's a, they, those are great concerns. But again, when you're a businessman, 
and you get the chance to golf with the President of the United States, you're going to take it? You know, how dumb are we? Of course you are, regardless of his political stripes or colors or whether you believe as he does or not is kind of irrelevant. You're saying, hey, I have a chance to meet with the President of the United States and improve my stature as a businessman and all these things. And you know, you, you can't hardly blame the guy is the point, Jared. Now, do you think Kamala Harris is a Black Lives Matter Antifa backer supporter? She was a attorney general of California. She was a former prosecutor, uh, now basically a senator, and then now VP of the United States pick, uh, at least on the Democratic ticket. Um, the question becomes, do you, do you think she's really more radical than Bernie? Kurt, that's saying something. Well, it is, but um, I guess, you know, you got to just look at the numbers. Um and uh, you know the voting record. Uh, she's got um, got the numbers to prove it. It's kind of scary, isn't it? Well, um, I think it gives people a very good uh, choice. At least anybody who's willing to look at you know, let's say you're in the middle and uh, you're willing to look at both you know uh, sides. Um, I mean, I think it gives them a good good choice. Uh, are you for, uh, you know, killing babies, um, you know, that kind of thing, or are you for uh, protecting babies? Are you for, uh, uh, you know, complete socialism and, uh, you know, government at all levels, uh, increased taxes, all that kind of stuff, or are you for uh, less government? You know, I mean, yeah, great so point. You, you have some really good... Uh, contrast i mean it's not like you're going uh remember when mitt romney was running against uh, obama and he you know kept bringing up the things they had in common and you're just kind of like well uh good job mitt you've um, erased any differences and we're having a hard time seeing your uh the reason we ought to support you Good At point. Now, here's the deal. The mainstream press has pitched Kamala Harris uh, along with Joe Biden as the more moderate of the wing of the Democratic Party. That's how the mainstream press wants you to believe. But you know what? Kurt's right on this. The record in the Senate from Kamala Harris is even more extreme than even a Bernie Sanders. And guess who's reporting this kind of stuff, Kurt? Well, the first place I saw it was Breitbart, but right. who else is reporting Even Newsweek and the liberal rags are admitting it. Huh. Very good. Probably going to get it out of the way right now so that then they can say yeah. it's already. Further left than Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, they say. Woo, Donald will have a heyday with that one now, won't he, ladies and gentlemen? Quick pause. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable live. I'd advise Mr. Trump to stop whining and go try to make his case to get votes. The press has created a rigged system. They even want to try and rig the election. Well, I tell you what, it, it helps in Ohio that we got uh, Democrats in charge of the machines. And poisoned the mind of so many of our voters. At the polling booths, where so many cities are corrupt and voter fraud is all too common. And then they say, oh, there's no voter fraud in our country. I come from Chicago. So, so I want to be honest. It's not as if it's just Republicans who have monkeyed around with elections in the past. Sometimes Democrats have to. You know, whenever people are in power, they're, you know, they have this tendency to try to, you know, tilt things in their direction. There's no one. You start whining before the game's even over. Whenever things are going badly for you and you lose, you start blaming somebody else. And you don't have what it takes to be in this job.
I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999. Text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999 or go to defendapatriot.com. Defendapatriot.com. Kamala Harris, California Attorney General, thank you so much for being here. It's great to be with you. Thank you. I've heard you call yourself a fighter so many times. Who are you fighting for and what are you fighting for? The people. I mean, here's the thing. My background, I'm a daughter of parents who were active in the civil rights movement in the 60s. I'm a career prosecutor. Some people would say that's a false choice. I say absolutely not. And in my career as a prosecutor, there's a document I've always filed. That document never reads the name of the victim versus the name of the defendant. It always reads the people versus the defendant. Because in our system of, of justice, we have rightly said a harm against any one of us is a harm against all of us. And in particular, we know that that harm is most often directed at some of the most voiceless and vulnerable. Speaking of the justice system, which you just mentioned, as you know, many argue it's a system for the haves and the have-nots. Is it a broken system? What needs to change? Does it need to be fixed? The design of our system is a very good one, and I would hold it up against any other system in the world. But we have flaws, and there are aspects of it that are broken. But we can fix them. Let's commit ourselves to greater transparency in the system. Let's show what's going on. A system of justice will be perceived as just and will be just when it is transparent, not opaque. And let's commit ourselves to the importance of the relationship of trust amongst and between all of us, and with a particular emphasis on the relationship of trust between community and those of us who are sworn to protect those communities. You talk to some folks, particularly in underserved minority communities, they're not happy with cops. You talk to other communities, they say cops are great. Where do you see it, and particularly with white police officers and black youth. The vast majority of police officers are doing an incredible job and take their oath very seriously to protect other people. As it relates to the bad apples, there's no question that it does occur and when it does, they need to be weeded out. Having said that, I will also say that it is a myth to suggest that communities of color and poor communities don't want law enforcement. They do. They don't want excessive force. They don't want racial profiling, but they absolutely want law enforcement. My office, the California Department of Justice, decided to take a critical look at this issue, and we developed the first in the nation training for police officers on implicit bias and procedural justice, and we've started training law enforcement in California on that issue. Is Black Lives Matter helping or hurting the cause in some of these communities you mentioned? I think Black Lives Matter is very important as an organization, as a movement, 
and on principle. It is important to make that statement. Should folks stand for the national anthem? We are all and should be treated as equals. We articulated those principles in our Constitution. And part of what we decided is what makes a fair and just and noble society and a democracy, a true democracy, is freedom of religion, freedom right, of association, freedom to organize, First Amendment. So that is part of who we are as a country. And I will defend it to the core, which is that we give people certain choices in this country. Let's talk education. California seems to be in a world. All right. I don't want to play the whole thing. The reason I play that, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, is I want you to understand something about Kamala Harris. When you listened to that, Kurt, she sounded very reasonable. Hey, the bad apples that are the cops have got to be, you know, weeded out. Uh, cops are good. America's great. We got the best system. I'll put it up against anybody. She mentions the Constitution. I mean, she sounds incredibly good. But if you ask her the right questions, the narrative falls apart quickly. Uh, and he didn't ask enough of the right questions. He was softballing it, but enough snuck out. So on one hand, we say America's great, but yet we back li Black Lives Matter is super important. Well, look, Black Lives Matter and Antifa are the ones funded by communist forces in America that are literally rioting for weeks, for months on end. And so she's talking out of both sides of her mouth, but when you listen to her, she sounds well-articulated, very reasonable, knowledgeable. Hey, here's what we've done for America. Here's what we stand for and we stand against. And when it sounds so reasonable until you drill in, how do you say the police are great, but there's a few bad apples that need to be weeded out? Uh, Black Lives Matter is vitally important. And then you understand that those two are at odds, and they have been for months. How do you, okay, deal with this discussion um, where she literally starts to say things like, hey, America is the greatest country on the earth, and we love the Constitution. And, you know, she's not saying it in those words, but that's what she's saying. She supports it completely. But at the same time, uh, she's undermining the very underpinnings of, of what makes America great. Black Lives Matter is the group that wants to jettison the traditional family, Kurt. Well, I don't know how, um, you know, um, at least uh, that you can support um, this um, anti-American group, um, the Black Lives Matter crowd, um, and... Uh, then still say you're for law and order and for, uh, you know, those things. But um, to have a politician talk out of both sides of, in this case, her mouth, is um, nothing really new, is it, Sam? No, the difference here is that she's better than most, and she's very, very good and very, very slippery. She's managed to have the media pitch her as the moderate wing of the Democratic Party. However, her Senate record shows she's more belligerent than Bernie Sanders when it comes to real voting and real action. When she gets in front of the media, she sounds like she's a constitutionalist, that she loves America, but she backs Black Lives Matter to the hilt. She starts out by saying, my parents were in the revolution in the 60s, man. That's where I got my roots. So when you listen to her, if you understand what you're listening for, very, very, very duplicitous, but very good at making you believe, man, she sounds super reasonable. And if Donald's not careful, he's going to hit her too hard as a woman and as a, quote, 
colored woman, half black. If Donald's not careful, he's going to overreach and attacking her. You got old man Biden, and you got a woman who is very articulate and sounds reasonable. If she can keep her cool, uh, it's going to be very difficult to know who's who and what's going on uh, in this thing. That's for sure. All right, Kurt, got a surprise for you. It's your 11 news feed, Kurt. Surprise, Kurt. What do they call this, FL team? That's right. A Florida teen provides apartment to nurses who lost home in fire. You know, uh, we talked about those uh, teen uh, young men uh, that basically saved that uh, sheriff's deputy yesterday, and this is another good news piece that I thought, uh, you know, you just want to bring it up when you can because it's kind of hard to find good news, Sam. But this uh, Miami teenager surprised a couple of nurses working on the front lines, uh, providing them with an apartment after they lost theirs and their dog in a fire. Kid's name is Steven Ferrero. Uh, he's 16. He started the nonprofit group called Helping Others and Giving Hope. He heard about their story and wanted to find a way to help. He said, I got inspired by their story of them being frontline workers. I couldn't imagine what they've been dealing with working through this whole pandemic. That's what he told CBS Miami. Uh, his, um, you know, and it's too bad that CBS Miami couldn't just kind of send it on up the uh, ladder, Sam. But uh, his organization teamed up with AHS Residential to surprise the family with a two-bedroom apartment southwest miami-dade um you know so hey it's good stuff uh sam and uh, you know it's nice to see uh, good things happening it is interesting and good news but more and more people are getting in on the action i guess a homeless veteran benefits too right well that's right sam uh this guy in this case uh Headline from Breitbart, homeless veteran receives remodeled, refurbished home. Um, you know, and it's so refreshing to get to, you know, see these stories. Uh, uh, Breitbart uh, had this piece uh, written by Catherine Rodriguez, and this is in Lawton, Oklahoma, you know, the flyover land, if you will. Retired Army veteran Chris Sprousen and his family had no place to call home until he heard about the program called Home at Last. It places displaced veterans into refurbished, remodeled homes, according to KSW Zero. Um, he learned his situation. They uh, learned his situation was about to change thanks to the program. It almost made him cry. He said, "I don't know if words can really explain how thankful I am and a debt of gratitude to the Home at Last program, and to Don and his family. I don't know." where to begin on how happy I am and excited. Anyway, the bottom line is uh, people doing good stuff, Sam, out there, and it's kind of hard to find them, but when we do, we want to bring them to you, ladies From and Florida teens to the blessings for homeless veterans, now Kurt wants to talk about a pizzeria, old people, uh, anonymous donors, and dogs. Liberty Roundtable Live. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
USA Radio News with Wendy King. Joe Biden announced on Twitter that he's chosen Senator Kamala Harris to be his running mate. USA's Tim Berg reports. Regarding the pick of Harris, former vice presidential candidate Joe Lieberman tells Fox News. People would say, what was it like? I said it was like being on a magic carpet from August uh, through Election Day. During his coronavirus briefing, President Trump reacts to the news. So I was a little surprised that he picked her. I've been watching her for a long time, and I was a little surprised. She was extraordinarily nasty to uh, Kavanaugh, Judge, Judge Kavanaugh then, now Justice Kavanaugh. She was nasty to a level that was just uh, a horrible thing, the way she was, the way she treated now Justice Kavanaugh. Senator Harris and Biden will appear for the first time together at an event on Wednesday. This is USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. Balance of nature, it's the greatest thing in the world. I can't imagine where I'd be without it. You know, I, I feel 20 years old again, and I want to continue to stay in shape. I understand the oversaturation in the market and the resulting cynicism that people have. But Balance of Nature works for anybody and everybody. And as much as it's a today product, it's a product for the future for me. I am the most satisfied customer in the world. I don't know what I would do without it. Don't wait to see what getting over 10 servings of whole fruits and vegetables every day can do for you. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com. Again, that's balanceofnature.com. And make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. A Justice Department attorney told a federal appeals court that Attorney General William Barr may have had secret information that led him to request that charges against former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn be dropped. Jeffrey Wall, the acting U.S. Solicitor General, hinted at the secretive information during a hearing before the full 10-judge panel of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia. The session was held to determine whether the Justice Department should be allowed to drop Flynn's case. In May, Barr recommended that federal courts drop the charges of perjury against Flynn, who pleaded guilty almost three years ago to lying to the FBI as part of the Russia investigation. Wall said Barr may have been acting on non-public information when he made that recommendation. The appeals court ordered the hearing last month, reversing a June decision by its three-judge panel that a district court judge may drop the charges. President Trump had previously criticized prosecutors. This is USA Radio News. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, good news rolls on, Kurt. Well, that's right, Sam, and uh, you heard of this... um, Tropical Storm Isaias. Uh, I mean, they've actually been trying to say that Spanish word properly, at least in some of the news reports I've seen. The headline here, uh, video colon, Pizzeria offers free meals to those who lost power during Tropical Storm Isaias. Yeah, this happened down in Middletown, uh, uh, Connecticut. I'm, I don't know if you say down, but if you're in Nova Scotia, you say down, I guess. Uh, Amy Fur writes the piece, uh, and they're making sure their neighbors lost power during this storm have food on their tables. It's Jerry's Pizza and Bar. 
They recently offered a free meal to those without electricity, and the response was overwhelming. Surprise, uh, as you may seem. Uh, that's according to NBC Connecticut. You know, uh, it seems like these big boys have these connections, and yet they don't ever take them national, you know. Uh, he's, uh, the uh, owners there said, we decided to put the thing up on Facebook, and it just started to go crazy. That's what owner Carmela Shiano uh, said as she helped prepare several dozen meals for her neighbors. If there is a family that still is without power or may have lost their perishable food and could really use dinner, message me on the page. We will take care of you tonight. I mean, it's just good stuff, Sam, and it uh, we need makes more you of feel it. good, and uh, you want to... Yeah, that's exactly right. All right. While those guys are eating cu- uh, pizza, uh, this interesting couple, they're celebrating their birthdays, man. It's your birthday, Kurt. Well, yeah, 100 years old for both of them, and, uh, you know, they've been married for 80 years or nearly 80 years, and this is a Breitbart piece, and... Uh, You'd think that, um, you know, something like this would get some real coverage, you know, in a lot of places, but they just don't seem to have a place for well, it. Well, if they were like for, a same-sex marriage, um, then they'd get that coverage, Kurt. But without that's that, exactly it's just right. like a normal marriage. And those are out, don't you know, according to society. Amy Furr writes for um, Breitbart, and she gives you what Furr here. Uh, but anyway, it's talking about a husband and wife there in Savannah, Georgia. And they celebrated this incredible milestone uh, for almost 80 years. Billy and Nellie Jones have shared a love and life many around them are inspired by. So are they uh, white, Kurt? They, what's that? Are they white? I can't tell, but uh, you got to find out sure. to see if they're white so, and if they've got a standard God-ordained marriage and everything else. There's just nothing there, buddy. They say on this week they uh, two celebrated the other turning a hundred. That's according to WTOC. Uh, Billy and Nellie were born just four days apart, have always had joint birthdays or joint parties. Uh, this year, uh, they sat in lawn chairs, waved as a parade of well-wishers, drove by in cars and golf carts, holding signs that read, Happy Birthday. Uh, Nellie said, I feel very, very loved. Her husband, wearing a hat with the phrase, Hunter never looked so good, printed on it, shared the story of how the two met. I uh, said she was practicing for a play at Savannah High School on Washington Avenue. A friend of mine waved at her and spoke to her. I said, who's that? He said, that's Nellie. She's in my class. Would you like to meet her? He turned the car around, took me back, and introduced me to Nellie. Anyway, uh, they've been going strong for ever since. Eh? Wow. Uh, by the way, they give you some comments on how to how to survive this, how to you know live it well. Uh, you mean how to stay said, married uh, and prosper in marriage, you mean? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, Billy commented, uh, we haven't changed, uh, adding that the key to living for 100 years was to work hard and always follow the Lord. Oh, this is one reason why they wouldn't bring this story uh, forward, Sam. Uh, it says, uh, go to church, love the Lord. He's the one taking care of us. That's what Billy said, his wife adding, try to do what he would like you, like for you to do. I mean, imagine that. Yeah, just the very reasons we bring this story up. (laughs) That's right. And uh, one person wrote, Happy birthday. May God continue to bless you both. That's good stuff. Amen to that. Yeah, it's great stuff. And, you know, so we go to old people and young people and teenagers and homeless veterans and, you know, all these people doing a great job. Well, check this out. 
anonymous donors are in the news too, Kurt. They don't want to be named. So, you know, we're covering all the aspects here on the Good News page of Liberty Roundtable Live, Kurt. Well, and I like these anonymous people just because uh, sometimes they, you know, they want to do good without trying to take any credit for it. Uh, but this uh, Breitbart piece says anonymous donor offers to completely cover funeral expenses for wife of Texas man. Yep. Uh, Catherine Rodriguez writes this piece for uh, Breitbart. It says uh, Frank Garcia said everything started as a normal day until his wife uh, began to gasp for air. She was gasping for air, and I tried to dial 911. They removed her from the house, and I didn't see her till I got to the hospital. When I got to the hospital, they pronounced her dead. Doctors said she died of a heart attack. Garcia had no room to grieve because the next thing on his mind was funeral expenses for his late wife. He said he could not come up with enough money right away, so he set up a GoFundMe page. It was like 5000 something almost 6000 for the total cost. It was at that moment when anonymous donors reached out to Garcia to tell him not to worry about paying the funeral cost. He's like, don't worry about it. I said, uh, what do you mean? Garcia said, just out of my heart, my family, and my wife's heart to you and your family. You're not responsible for nothing. You don't owe us back. Uh, anyway, bottom line is, good people doing good stuff, Sam. Amen to that. We go to another sure teenager, like Pennsylvania girl. Well, that's right, Sam. Uh, you know, Pennsylvania girl raises more than 1200 for the fire department. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, you're not going to get... Uh, this kind of coverage if you're going to do something good, but this is a six-year-old uh, Pennsylvania girl. Catherine Rodriguez writes the piece again for Breitbart, and she's spending her summer selling lemonade not to raise money for a new toy, but to support her local fire department. Her name is Callie Karnatsky uh, of Whitehaven, and she spent her weekend filling cups with pink lemonade and collecting donations to help the uh, fire department. According to WNEP, she said, uh, because I wanted to, because they help other people, and I want to help them. It's awesome. It's uh, awesome. Part of the reason why I wanted to bring the boys by here today, you know, uh, this is what Christy Piccolotto of Whitehaven, after she and her sons bought lemonade at the stand, she's doing a great job for a great community. So, you know, stories like this, Sam, they cheer you up and they make you want to well, do some good. In in this story, they even talk about North Dakota. One ten year old girl raised eleven thousand for a police department by running a lemonade stand. And in Ohio, three boys opened up a lemonade stand to raise money to help the family of a fallen police officer. So there's good stuff uh, to be reported. It's just most reporters just don't want to bring it to you. It's too bad. Yeah, but we do. I think it's stellar uh, reporting. Very, very encouraging. Brings hope and hope to your heart and cheer in your step when you see this kind of stuff, in my personal opinion. Even the dogs are getting in the action, Kurt. Well, that's right. And uh, in the, if, you're, if you're old enough to remember a program called um, WKRP, then you might understand what a Chihuahua is, but... Uh, um, it's, uh, well, anyway, in, in Spanish, the word 
Chihua or Chihuahua is uh, spelled C-H-I-H-U-A-H-U-A. And so some English guys might say that a little in, incorrectly. Uh, but anyway, the, the headline, Chihuahua saves owner's life when he has stroke. Um, colon, or quote, uh, she's a really smart dog. And this happened in Oriental, North Carolina. Amy Furr's got the piece again. Uh, she's, uh, she says, uh, this dog is getting a lot of attention for saving her owner who recently experienced a stroke. The guy's name was uh, Rudy. He's 88 years old, lives on a houseboat. And uh, with his uh, Chihuahua Australian Terrier mix named Babu, According to JDNews.com, uh, he said uh, she was six weeks old. They telling about the dog when he got her uh, about two years ago. We bonded immediately that night. She slept with me ever since. So we talk and we play and all this kind of good stuff. She loves watching TV. She don't care too much for the westerns. Her favorite show is Walking Wild in San Diego Zoo. <laughs> anyway, uh, he says uh, the. However, once Armstrong got up the morning of August 2nd, he noticed a little bit of problem with my foot, but dismissed it until after lunch when his hand and foot were paralyzed. The veteran immediately called Babu, the dog, onto his lap and put his hand on her head. I never did this kind of dog talk before, but I told her I was in trouble. I told her to get, go get Kim. When Babu jumped down and ran off, Armstrong had no idea what she would do adding that people checked on him every few days, but I didn't want to wait two days to be found. Dog ran straight to the dock master, Kim for help, and, uh, the, well, the good news is uh, he's doing well. They say she's a really smart dog. Heard that. Amen Liberty Roundtable Live. Being there with your child and being there for your child are two completely different things. One denotes a simple presence, which is a start, but can also be accomplished by someone other than you. Hey, can you help me with this algebra problem? See, that sheep did a fine job of being there with the child, but it didn't do a very good job of being there for the child. Now listen to the difference an involved parent can make. Hey, can you help me with this algebra problem? I'm not very good at algebra, but do you have any English questions? Because I done real good in English. <laughs> oh, Mom. Okay, let's take a look. Okay, so the algebra problem didn't get solved. But something better happened. Mom was there for her child. And when you're really there, they'll know how much you care. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. For more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. Abby Johnson was once director of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Bryan, Texas, after a moral crisis, she quit, and now she campaigns against what she once endorsed. They implement abortion quotas in all of their clinics. What do you mean quotas? You have to perform a certain number of abortions every month. Um, one of the reasons that I left... Are they explicit about that? Yes. It's, it's in your budget, right there on the line item. Uh, one of the reasons I left Planned Parenthood was because uh, in a budget meeting, I was told to double that abortion quota. And for me, as someone who had spoken to the media and had said, you know, we're about reducing the number of abortions. We're about, you right. know, prevention, all of these other services. I was shocked. So to since hear you actually worked at a Planned Parenthood, give us some sense of the relative number of abortions. 
Okay, abortions, Planned Parenthood provides over 330,000 abortions a year. They are the largest single abortion provider in our country. politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Kurt Crosby, Sam Bushman, bringing as many good news stories to the table as we could find today. We try to do that all the time. Usually there's just not too many of them. But we work on it. Now, there's an interesting twist. This guy's a father of 30 kids, Kurt. What's up with that? Well, that's right. The headline for World at Daily, uh, teaming up with the Daily Caller News Foundation, says, uh, Good news. Uh, father of 30 kids makes mind-blowing discovery worth millions of dollars, promises to build school, and continue raising his 2,000 cows. Um, this is happening uh, there in what's called Tanzania. Uh, I've not been there, but anyway, this Tanzanian miner uh, dug up multiple gemstones worth a total of $5.4 million uh, and uh, has promised to put the uh, stone revenue toward his community. Um, I guess uh, they have what's called Tanzanite uh, stones. I guess that's appropriate for Tanzania. Um, And... um, these are uh, special gemstones, um, and uh, they, I guess, bottom line is uh, this guy's uh, stones uh, weighed nearly 50 pounds. Those are pretty big stones. Um, according to the AP, uh, small-scale miners are often, they say, illegally sell precious stones to black market traders. Yeah. That means uh, there's a government rules that says they can't do it. But anyway, this guy who's the father of more than 30, by the way, that's what they say, uh, vowed to use the money to invest in his local community. After he sold the first two stones, um, he said he wanted to build a shopping mall and a school. Um, you know, the thing, uh, he says that uh, becoming a millionaire overnight won't change his lifestyle. He's going to keep taking care of his 2,000 cows. I mean, he's got to have, well, I guess with all those kids, you can do that. Uh, But anyway, um, bottom line is, Sam, kind of an interesting story. And uh, I think kind of lends that idea that says the earth has enough and to spare, even in place where, you know, the people are probably known as pretty poor. um, If they dig and find some good stuff, they've, they've got some real value there in the earth. huh? Amen to that. Just interesting stuff, man. Now, how's this guy a father of 30 people, though? I don't really understand that. Well, there's no real details on that in the story. And but see, to I, me, yeah, that's I kind of a cool thing. A, yeah, Usually you would say, you know, he wouldn't be a father of 30 people unless he's adopted people. or You know, there's probably a cool story yeah. there is why I'm yeah. asking the question. I agree. Anyway, I, I just but. think it's it's worth, you know, noting. All right, Kurt. So uh, you've got a lot of good stories, buddy. But I got the mother of them all. Right? Check this out. Do you know who Anna Del Pryor is, Kurt? All right, we lost Kurt. Anyway, there's this lady named Anna Del Pryor. 
I had my mute button pushed, but I, I don't know who she right, is. you got to learn about this about lady, that. man. I've been learning about her, yeah. and it's really interesting. Anna Dill Pryor. The headline says... She's probably the prior of one of the first children, I suppose. Pryor. Well, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Anna Dell Pryor has no plans to slow down. At 107 years old, after beating COVID-19, Jerry Carino, USA Today. Now, check this out. Back in May, Darlene Jasmine got the call nobody wants to get. Her grandmother came down with COVID-19, and poor Darlene at the time was like, oh, no, at age 107, oh, my gosh, this is the thing that's going to finally take Grandma down. Didn't happen, ladies and gentlemen. Anna Del Pryor, who was one month shy of turning 108 years old, was born the year the Titanic sank. <laughs> and she survived a case of the Spanish flu a century ago, and she also survived the coronavirus. Not only that, ladies and gentlemen, she's still on her feet, walking and even dancing. To the delight of the staff at Brighton Gardens, that's an assisted living center in New Jersey where she's hanging out. People don't believe me, said Laura Howell, who is Del Pryor's health care coordinator at the Gardens. It's really been amazing to watch her journey. Del Pryor was born in Brooklyn to deaf parents who taught sign language. She was a seamstress, and her late husband, Frank, was a professional tango dancer. She always danced, always loved music, and as soon as she hears music, her feet starts a tapping. That's what Darlene said. Now, at six years old, Anna contracted the Spanish flu during the influenza pandemic of 1918. Brighton, or Brighton Garden administrators confirmed that this is all factual. As with COVID-19, the Spanish flu attacks the respiratory system, although they say at a far deadlier rate. Isn't that interesting? They're admitting this in the USA Today now that, hey, the Spanish flu back in the day was a far deadlier rate than the coronavirus, right? Maybe that has something to do with the recovery, says granddaughter Jasmine, or Miss Jasmine, who noted that Anna's younger sister, she's only 105, you know, Helen is her name. Anyway, so Anna's younger sister, Helen, at 105 of Queens, New York, she also survived both illnesses, the Spanish flu and the corona. After Anna fell ill with COVID-19, Jasmine said, she had a fe fever. She didn't eat much, but she did not need to go on a respirator. They didn't have to even send her to the hospital at all. Now, this lady, Anna Del Pryor, has resumed her natural, normal activities, including swimming, sewing, and dancing. Jasmine called it a miracle, but added that a lifetime of healthy choices probably helped. Ooh, listen to that. She called it a miracle, but she said a lifetime of healthy choices probably helped out. She's constantly moving, Jasmine said. We always walked in Brooklyn to the grocery store, to the bakery. Every night she would make a homemade meal from scratch. And she would eat all Mediterranean food, Kurt. Olive oil, vegetables, fruits, nuts. She says it's like the old peasant food that now they charge you so much money for. 
But she has no plans to slow down. She says you just keep living. Dancing makes you feel good. Yeah, now, believe it or not, there's an interesting um, little twist on this story. Um, she says, I want to keep my health. Now, there's a gerontology site documenting these old people that are surviving the coronavirus. It's a gerontology site that tracks such things. And they say two 108-year-old people, Americans, are, have confirmed to survive the corona. And they say in seven other Americans age 107 and older have done so. Around the world, they say the oldest to beat the coronavirus was a 113-year-old woman in Spain. Wow. Suffice it to say that Anna Del Prior is not counting the days. She's a month shy of 108, and she gets up, combs her hair, she walks, dances, and more. Now, this lady that's the health care provider, she says, for the rest of my life, I will be able to say that I made friends with someone who's made it this far and stayed healthy. Anyway, in my opinion, that's just a tremendous story. But I got more thoughts on this. Kurt, what about the idea that you study people like this that have made it this far? And what do they have that makes them able to handle this so well? She didn't even go to the hospital. She didn't have a respirator. Is it the diet? Is it the living well, living clean? Is it the exercise? Uh, is it all of the above, which is my suspicions? Is it that she's got some gene or some, you know, capability? You know, did the Spanish flu help her a hundred years later? What, what makes that reality tick? Is what I want to know, Kurt. Not to mention celebrating her wonderful life and her example and her. Uh, the whole story, right? Well, yeah, I couldn't agree more, Sam. I mean, it's such a great story, and then it's got all these connections to uh, nutrition and uh, living good, and uh, you know, et cetera. You just, you just gotta love that kind of story, right? Amen. Because remember, her under younger sister, she's only 105, don't you know? She's younger. Yeah, <laughs> just a kid. Anyway, all I'm saying is she survived both of them as well. So is it a lifetime of healthy choices, like her granddaughter Jasmine says, that helped? Is it that she's constantly moving? Is it that she eats a homemade meal from scratch every night? Is it that she eats all Mediterranean food, olive oil, vegetables, fruits, nuts, the old peasant food? But if you got a gerontology site that tracks such things, I don't think it would be hard, Kurt, to start to study what, what makes that occur. I don't want to just chalk it up as a neat anomaly. I mean, I, I think it is, but I want to learn why. And I think in her life, in many of these elderly people's lives, might be the keys to understanding that might not require vaccines because I didn't hear a single word about vaccines in the story, Kurt. I agree, Sam, and I'll bet there was uh, very little, if any, uh, Little Anna tearing it up, man, 108 years old going on and, you know, nice she's dancing friend. and she's a rocking and living well. And, you know, how did she beat all that? I think that we could learn from that. The yeah, only question, Kurt, is will we? Will we? 
Yeah, or will we just, you know, now in my opinion, for the next President Trump briefing on the coronavirus, see, I think you need to get Anna. Uh, Donald needs to go visit Anna and say, hey, you know what? We're talking about elderly people that have survived all this Great stuff. Point. It's not the end of the world. Yes, we need to be cautious. But at the same time, these are case. I'm going to put Fauci on a case study to find out what makes this tick. What makes these people do so well? What can we do to emulate that and to duplicate that for all of us? See, that could be a really huge opportunity for the president of the United States, in my personal opinion. And that's why I give that, I don't know what you call it, counsel, input, thoughts uh, 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 of a way forward. What, a, what an incredible photo op for the president to roll down and meet Anna, congratulate her for beating the coronavirus, and to learn from her and ask her about her success and go to this what is it, gerontology site, and find these people who have survived. And what makes it happen? Is it in their genes? What makes that occur? Is it that they believe in God? Is it their eating, their lifestyle? What? Is it just an anomaly that we can't figure out? I don't know. But I know if we study it and work on it and pay attention to it, we might get somewhere. And it might be the real answer for a lot of people. If we're going to dig into possible technologies or, or capabilities that can solve things, doesn't that seem like one of the most simple, clean ones that would have serious promise, Kurt? Good point, Sam. Anyway, I don't know how dumb I am, but there you go. Just think tank radio. Donald, listen up, my friend. President Trump, this is a photo op like you've never seen before, my brother. Get it done. You probably can't even hear about the story, can you? That's why you got to fund real news, hard-hitting news. People who take the gloves off and aren't interested in political politics, we're interested in the truth because that shall set us free. We're interested in God, family, and country and the protection of life, liberty, and property. And man, Anna, congratulations, man. We're excited for you, for your life, for all that you stand for. All right, thanks so much for Sam and Kurt. We declare this nation shall endure. LovingLiberty.net. God save the Republic of the United States of America.